Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Um, so today's title for our message is called Out of Control. Out of Control. Um, I'll start with the question like I usually do. And what do we do or what do you do when everything seems out of control? You know, we see the news and there's chaos all around, if you haven't noticed. We wake up and have a plan for a smooth and productive day. And two minutes after opening your eyes, there's yelling, frustration, and busyness already. Financial security, at least, might give you some peace. But then all of a sudden, you lose your job. Or maybe you're pregnant and everything seems smooth until the nonstop nausea, complications, fatigue, and there's just no way to stop it. Maybe your marriage has been blissful and then out of nowhere infidelity hits or the new baby responsibilities and sleep deprivation stirs up strife to a new level. Maybe your kids, they're doing great in school and the next minute they're failing or getting bullied and you're not sure how to fix it. What about when you're doing everything in your power to avoid COVID and then it strikes? Or maybe you're doing everything that you can to get healthy, to make changes, and maybe you're frustrated with the lack of progress or healing or breakthrough that you're needing. You know, these situations and so many more are outside of our control. You know, you might be thinking, oh, that's nothing compared to what I'm going through. But what are those situations for you? It would be easy to just fix it. But what do we do when it's not within our power to do so? That's one of the most frustrating feelings. And as women, we want to fix it. If we're in control, we would have had it done by now, we think sometimes. But God is ultimately the one in control. And as women, I feel like we get a bad rap sometimes because typically people say, oh, women, sometimes women can just be so controlling. But it's not necessarily that we just want control because we are evil, but controlling situations uh, ensures that everything is going to be okay, going to go as planned in a positive way, and that feeling gives us security. That's why we tend to control things, for the feeling of security. And when it's outside of our control, we feel insecure about life. We feel frantic. And we feel helpless. But today we're going to talk about the freeing idea of being still and trusting God's sovereignty. Trusting his sovereignty over our life. So today we're going to talk about three points. The first one is miss fix it. (laughs) Miss fix it. The second one is be still. And the last one is endless hope. So let's just jump into our first one already, Miss Fix It. As moms, or let me say as women, it almost feels like we have our hands in everything. If you notice, you know, men and women are different. Men, they they do a lot of stuff, but they focus on one thing at a time for the most part. But women, we could be doing several things at once, not just physically, but mentally. Our hands are in everything. We are geniuses at fixing things right away. We don't like when things are out of order, out of control, and chaotic, 
which is why we try to fix it. But God did not put that responsibility on our shoulders. We were not meant to find every solution to every problem and execute it. I know we're good at it sometimes, but it is not our full-time job. It's exhausting trying to save the world each day. It's exhausting trying to control everything in order to not feel stressed out. And in turn, that's exactly how we feel. We have to take a step back and understand for a moment that we do not have full control over life circumstances, over our children, over our husbands, and over this world, obviously. We have to release our tight grip on finding security in life going as planned and things being in our control and finding freedom knowing that no matter what does come our way, that God is in control. You may not be able to see how God is solving world peace, but he is. You may not be able to see how God is helping your child succeed in school or daycare or whatever it is, but he is. You may not be able to see how God is restoring your marriage or healing that disease or loosening the grips of addiction or making the wrong things right, but he is at work fixing it. He's actually hard at work because he is able and he is strong enough. And here's another thing is he wants to fix it. So many times we come to God with our issues, problems, concerns. We're like, God, please, like, I know you're busy and stuff. And like, you're probably like, oh, you don't deserve me to fix it. Like, I know I'm so unworthy or all these things. And we just think like we're begging God and he's just like, oh, here, you know, but that's far from the truth. He wants to fix the situation. He isn't annoyed with your pleading and prayer. He isn't tired of hearing you asking him for help. He isn't surprised by what you're going through. He is listening to you with compassion and he is passionately working to turn things around. I'm going to read a couple of verses and, um, and the first one is Colossians 1.17. And it says, he, God, existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Why do I share this verse? To remind us that he was here before anything happened, before anything was created, and he is holding it all together. What does that mean? He is in control. He was in control before you were even thought, before you were even conceived, and before you've even experienced or going through what you're going through right now, and he's holding it all together. We can't fix it. He can. And Hebrews 11.1, 1, classic verse, but really listen to it. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So those situations that we cannot see the solution for, the fix, the breakthrough, the, the answered prayer for, that is faith though. That's where faith comes in. That's where hope comes in. But so many times we look at our situations and we're like, well, I don't see it, period. 
You know, we, we t- have taken out faith and hope from the equation simply because we cannot see what we're hoping for. But faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. Isaiah 55, 8-9 says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And why do I share this verse? Because the things that we think we should do, the things we think we should say, oh, this would fix it. Oh, if I do this or, oh, you know, I was thinking this or if I could do it this way, I would do it this way. Whatever your thoughts are to try to fix and be in control of situations, God's ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. And so many times we try to put our hands in it and fix it. But God has a different plan because he thinks differently, he sees differently, and ultimately he sees the whole picture. His ways are higher than ours. And so miss, fix it. You know, let's move on to our second point already, and that one is be still. Be still. A woman, be still, you say? That's impossible. (laughs) We're busybodies always having something to do do we long for a nap are we desperate for rest of course but is it always a successful attempt to take a nap i would say completely no at least for me right now anytime i'm like you know what okay i finished this let me see if i can rest real quick i close my eyes and i start to drift off into a sleep what do i hear wow you know one of my three babies are up and so it's just like why do i even try I should have just been preparing for dinner already because now I'm going to have to do that while they're crying. And so anyways, uh, back to the point here. It's hard to be still, of course. But um, so when God is telling us to be still, how can we? How can we just sit and trust that he's doing something while we wait? God says, oh, wait and trust me. How do we just sit there? But I'm going to read you a couple of verses on God's heart for us being still. Psalms 46.10. I've read this verse and seen this verse so many times. And I've always just read it for the first part of it. Because I felt like the second part, like, oh, the second part of this verse. Yeah, that's powerful. But I didn't feel it like relevant for my heart and what I needed in many times past, if that makes sense. But for the first time, I read this whole verse and it gave me a new perspective and sense of peace because of what is going on in our world right now it's we that's a whole nother day and a whole nother topic right but listen to it it says be still and know that i am god i will be honored by every nation i will be honored throughout the world when i read this recently again i was like oh god thank you like if you look around right now So many people, so many nations, so many countries are against God. (laughs) Yeah, we have Christians everywhere. There's people, blah, 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 right? And that's powerful and great. But if you look around, evil is more and more becoming uh, the majority. (laughs) Wickedness, antichrist, people against God seems more like the majority these days. And it's scary. It makes this world scary. It makes us... uh, 
feel nervous and unsettled and and concerned with what's to come but this verse says be still and know that i am god he is telling us right now that he will be honored by every nation that he will be honored throughout the world if we don't see that right now just wait because there will be a day and it says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that jesus see that gives me chills right there jesus christ is lord we are putting our hope in the one thing that will never disappoint and that is jesus christ if those around us in our world is rejecting him then that is between them and god because there will be a day there will be judgment day where we know that when the going got tough when everyone around us was rejecting god when our family was rejecting us because we were following christ that we knew that we stayed honoring him and we chose to be still and know that he was god and there will be a day where every nation in the whole world will bow before him and know that he is god and say jesus you are lord and those of us who put our hope in him and put our faith in Jesus Christ will be with him for eternity. That, you know, we won't be left um, uh, for the tribulation of, of what the enemy has planned for the people. But God will take us to be with him where there's no more sorrow, no more tears. And that day's coming soon. <laughs> and so know that even though this verse is talking about the world and the nations, Think about it for your life. What part in your current circumstances do you need to be reminded to be still and know that he is God? He will be honored in your life. Every situation will bow to the name of Jesus. That as you pursue him, things will align with the purposes of God for your life. Let me share another verse. That, that one went hard right there. I got, I got the Holy Spirit goosebumps and everything, right? But Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Period. The Lord is fighting for you. All he's asking you to do right now is to be still. He's not asking you to get your hands all in it. He's not asking you to go save world peace. He's not asking you to take the wicked out of uh, places of influence but while you bare hands. He's not asking you to go you know, tell your neighbor to stop. I don't even know. Okay. I'm just random examples. He's telling you to be still because he is the one fighting for you. In Psalms 37, seven, it says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. He's saying, don't worry about the haters, girl. There's evil people thinking, oh, yeah, oh, I'm going to take her down or I'm going to talk about her. Or, I'm going to gossip about her. Or, I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to these are my evil plans. God says, don't worry about them. Be still and wait patiently for me to act. Sometimes the best thing for us to do is to be still. Sometimes when we get our hands in the mix and we try to get all in there and fix it ourselves, we mess it up. We really do. I've been there before. So God is saying, this time, just be still. In 1 Samuel 12, 16, it says, Now then, stand still. I'm telling you, God tells us that a lot in the Bible. Stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Be still and see the great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. 
what if, you know, you hear this, you're like, oh, that sounds great. But what if God is about to do something great before your eyes? You've been doubting. You've lost hope. You're discouraged. But right now, what if God is really telling you specifically, just hold up, wait a minute, be still, and watch this. You know, as I prepare this message and put it together, I am very prayerful about any of the content, any of the scriptures. And as I'm reading it right now, I really do feel like these scriptures are not just like, oh yeah, this is going with the points, but very on point and even prophetic for those of y'all listening. Um, because I just really feel like God is wanting to speak that to, to y'all. And I don't usually say this for those of you who are here on every uh, week, but I really want you to believe that God is speaking that to you. And you know, moving forward, sometimes we just need to take our hands off of things. We need to relax. Sometimes all we can really do is pray, sit, and wait. Uh, side note, we had a previous message called Pray, Sit, and Wait. So if you want to check it out, go through our old Revive Moms podcast. It's there, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, and when we choose to surrender and be still, there is a peace that comes with this act of faith. It is an act of faith to be still, to trust, and to wait on God. It actually takes great strength to take our hands off of circumstances that are outside of our control. But when we finally surrender, when we finally choose to be still, you will feel a wave of peace rush over you. Not because you see the solution right away, but you finally recognize God is working on the solution right away. But because you finally recognize God is working on your behalf. Let me read that again. When we finally choose to be still, you will feel a wave of peace rush over you. Not because you see the solution right away, but because you finally recognize God is working on your behalf. He is fighting for you and your situation. He is doing the hard work while you find peace in him. So today, trust him with the things that you can't control. Be still. And I'm going to end on this point, endless hope. Psalms 94:19 says, when doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. How many of y'all have been through or even maybe right now, you're just like, you know what? I doubt it, dude. You know, I've been waiting and praying and I felt a little hopeful, but I doubt it. I doubt this is going to happen. I'm, I'm tired of hoping. It's exhausting. But God is saying when that happens, his comfort is going to renew your hope and cheer. No matter what we face, there really is hope. Hope isn't easy and it's not pretty. It's hard to have hope in the dark. When there seems like there is not a light at the end of the tunnel, no solution, no breakthrough on its way, no answer to the prayer, there is. What is hope? We all know what hope is, but what is it? A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. What certain thing are you desiring to happen? What certain thing are you expecting to happen? 
Why do we so easily lose hope sometimes? The moment our circumstances look contrary to what we're hoping for, we give up believing. Well, I'm waiting for a good man, but I don't see him. Or I desire to have another baby, but the test was negative. I'm praying to have a better relationship with my mom, but she blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> I really want to be a good cook, but I burnt the roast again. <laughs> what are you hoping for that your circumstances are trying to make you believe otherwise? Well, our circumstances should not dictate whether we believe God's promises or not. Our circumstances are not a good indicator of God's ability to do what he has promised. And let's read an example of Abraham, good old Abraham in the Bible. Let's read about his hope. In Romans 4, 18 through 21, it says, Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would come, become the father of many nations, for God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. I mean, that is so powerful. I mean, we've heard about Abraham like, yeah, but that's Abraham, dude. Like he had crazy faith. Like that's not me. But he was a hundred years old. He looked at his body. He's like, how am we going to have children? My wife is already old. God promises many descendants. But like, look at us, we're like, how are we going to have babies? We can barely, you know, do anything. And he didn't lose hope. And it even said his faith grew stronger. So you're saying in these times where it looks hopeless, but we keep hoping our faith grows stronger. Our faith grows stronger in adversity, in the darkness and in trials. But at the end of the day, did Abraham and Sarah have a child? Yes, they did. And God kept his promise and he kept on hoping. So even though the answer to your prayer is out of your control, keep believing, keep hoping, and don't stop praying. Your prayers do so much more than you'd ever imagine. God hears your every prayer, your every desperate cry, your every groan, and they make a difference. I'm going to read 2 Chronicles 7:14, and it says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will restore their land. I love this verse. Uh, for many reasons. It's, it's pretty hardcore, like in your face, but so powerful. I mean, all of us desire not only for our country's land to be restored, can I get an amen, our world to be restored and brought back to Christ. But even if you look at this as your life, God, restore my life, restore my marriage, restore my family, restore my heart. 
Restore me again. It says God wants to do that as we humble ourselves, as we seek him, as we pray and we turn from our old ways. God says, I will forgive you and restore your life. So allow God to renew your hope again today. You have a reason to hope because God is in control. And if God is in control, everything is going to be okay. Jesus is our hope. The world does not offer hope, but Jesus offers hope for everything we will ever experience. There is hope to be found in him. And so today we talked about out of control, when things are out of our control in our life. We talked about being misfixed, trying to fix everything and how that never works. But God is the one in control. We talked about being still and allowing God to do the hard work to fight for us as we trust him, pray and be still. And we ended with talking about endless hope, never giving up hope even when our circumstances. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.